Hello and welcome to the Bold Believer Podcast, a podcast focusing on apologetics and faith-based questions and answers, diving deep into the historical evidence for the Christian faith, truths founded in Scripture, and how it plays out in the world we live in today. And now, here is your host, Josh Snyder. Hey, 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 hello, how's it going today? I hope you're having a good one. Uh, this is Josh Snyder, as always, your host here on the Bold Believer Podcast. Uh, we're going to kick off one of my favorite topics, and that is the topic of time management today. I am uh, by myself in the Bold Believer studio because of, well, probably lack of time management. So this topic in which we're about to talk about is one that I am passionate about because I can't seem to ever get enough of it. Time, that is. And I can't, I can't seem to ever keep up. <laughs> but God is faithful, and uh, sometimes I, I do get hit with reality. I need to slow down, sit down, and shut some things off for some time to hear the voice of God. And, uh, but today, uh, I'm going to be uh, going through a little bit of a lesson that I, I uh, put together a little over a year now and, and talking about some, some things that might help you be able to manage your day, your time this year a little bit better and more wisely for the kingdom. It is based out of scripture. The topics in which we'll be discussing today will have scriptural foundation. So if you have to argue with anybody about the things that I'm about to say, you know, you need to take it up with God. Um, at least in most cases, I might go off and say something stupid otherwise. But uh, the this episode itself is going to be a little bit more uh, improv in regards to how it's put together. I uh, The reason being is because, well, I, I, I fell behind and couldn't get this episode the time that it needed to clean every detail up like I normally do, or at least most details up like I normally do. So if I ramble a little bit, stick with me. There's a few things I'm hoping to put out today that is going to be of some help and some encouragement, some motivation to you as we continue to go through year 2022 and season two of the Bold Believer podcast. Before we begin, we're going to start off with the best part of this whole segment, the part you probably showed up for, and that is the Bold Joke of the Day. Today's Bold Joke comes uh, from the eye-rolling Best Dad Joke book that I received for Christmas, and uh, so you'll be hearing from this book for many, many, many more weeks to come. And uh, so, yeah, today's joke is, how many apples grow on an apple tree? The answer? All of them! Anyway, now that that's over, that's one of those ones that's so horrible you you have to laugh. And now you can go spread that truth to the world around you and make the world a better place. All right? Go forth and conquer. (laughs) Speaking of go forth and conquer, let's jump into today's topic. The topic of redeeming or taking back the time. Just to define what I mean by redemption to make sure we're both or we're all on the same page. We're, we're both. Yeah, maybe one other person's listening. And hey, if it helps you, I pray that, that the, whoever's listening on the other end is uh, right where God would have them at this time and that this is going to be a help and encouragement to you. But the uh, definition of redemption, I'd like to define that because I'll be using that term quite a bit here today. So I want, I want us all to be on the same page. Redemption is the action of saving or being saved from sin or error. The action of saving or being saved from sin or error. Let me ask you this question here. What do all these quotes that I'm about to quote have in common? Think about it as I uh, quote these uh, people. Robert, Robert Moffat once said, 
We'll have all eternity to celebrate our victories, but only one short hour before sunset to win them. J.C. Penney once said, If a man's business requires so much of his time that he cannot attend the services of his church, then that man has more business than God intended him to have. R.A. Torrey once said, There is more joy in Jesus in 24 hours than there is in the world in 365 days. I have tried them both. And finally, Dale Carnegie once said, Remember today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. Ooh, there's a spinner right there. Let me say that again. Remember today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. And if you were paying attention at all to what the commonality of all those quotes were, aside from them being all from men and the fact that they were all uh, men of faith, they were all revolving around the concept of time and the usage of it and using it wisely. Larry McElroy zeroed in on a few areas which I'd like to address here uh, tonight or this morning or wherever you're listening to at whatever time when he made this observation. Even as we sit and stand here, one of the most valuable assets is slipping away. This asset is shared equally by billionaires and paupers alike, and once it is lost, it is impossible to regain. This precious commodity is time. Time is a precious asset. To a lost world, the phrase, Redeeming the time may only mean the following. Driving 65 miles an hour in a 35 mile an hour speed zone. Skipping breakfast. Cosmetic surgery. Turning one's gray hairs brown to recapture a youthful look. Or sleeping 14 hours straight to recover from a lost weekend. But to those in the body of Christ, it has, or, well, or at least it should have, an entirely different meaning to redeem the time. That entirely different meaning also comes with significant consequences. The Apostle Paul admonished the first century church to redeem the time in Ephesians chapter 5. If you've got a Bible handy, we'll turn there first. This same admonition needs to be heeded by Christians living in this seemingly final era. Like I said, if you've got a Bible handy, turn over to Ephesians chapter 5. We're just going to read seven verses. Ephesians 5 verses 14 through 21. Verse 14 says, Wherefore he saith... Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. This passage is filled with so many truths, wonderful truths that'll help every single believer when applied to their lives. But it starts off, with a few things that I'd like to point out and zero in on before we jump into a little bit of a blueprint or an outline for today's uh, podcast episode. The first verse says, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and rise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. You can try all you want to redeem time, to take back time, to do better with your time, to make, to get ahead, to lay up treasures, to save money, to work your way to being a good person but all of it will come to naught if you do not have the light 
of Christ in you. So first and foremost, Paul challenges this church before he goes into details about redeeming their time. He says, you need to have Christ. You need to have that light in you, the light of Christ. And then he goes on to challenge them to walk circumspectly. The word circumspectly, it comes from the root word uh, circle or the word that we get words like circumference or circular from, which just simply means to walk alert, alert beyond guard, all sides of you, Walk in such a way that you are preparing yourself to intentionally engage whatever comes your way. Not as fools, as the verse goes on to say, but as wise. Redeeming the time or taking back the time because the days are evil. Most of us have some evil days in our past. Maybe your past isn't so far behind you. Most of us have times that we wish we could undo and redo. Times that we wish we could just take back and, and restart, so to speak. Well, I, I got something to tell you. It's probably pretty obvious. We can't undo the past, but we can redeem the time that we have now and moving forward. Be not drunk with wine, as it goes on to say, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. It goes on to give details on what a Christian can do to redeem the time. Now, don't be crazy with your, your time, your talent, and your treasure. Uh, follow after God praise him singing and making melody in your hearts to the lord submit to one another serve one another in the fear of god redeeming the time there's a few things i'd like us to notice from this passage and passages that we'll go on to talk about in a little bit uh, as we as we bring this down to a close in the next handful of minutes number one the first thing i want us to notice is time is a gift time is a gift if you're alive today it's a gift our heart beating is a second chance what are you doing with your gift? What am I doing with the time, the talent, and the treasure that God has given me? Speaking of time and talents, let's talk about three servants. These servants are found in Matthew chapter 25. If you've got a Bible, you can turn over there and mark this place for later reading because we won't read the whole chapter. Matthew chapter 25 starts off saying, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And let me clarify here, we're actually in verses 14 and 15 is where I'm at. Matthew chapter 25. It goes on to say, And unto one he gave five talents, and unto another two, and to another one. And every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. This master or this lord of these servants delivered unto his servants talents. Now these aren't talents of which we would think of today when we hear the word talent. It's not some sort of ability. He didn't give them uh, abilities. It was actually an allotment of money. It was a sum of money that he gave these people or these servants, these three men, and they were to take these talents or this amount of money and to do something with it. He didn't give them specific instructions, at least not in the passage, but as these servants knew their Lord well, they understood what he expected of them. We go on to see that later on in the passage. But just to, just to kind of glaze through what goes on to happen, and then we'll, we'll come to the conclusion of what happened to all three of them. Each of them were given a talent, or a certain amount of talents, and they were to do something with it. We can take those talents today and actually apply them to many things that we are given in life that God gives us, whether it be time, whether it be talents, like physical talents, abilities, gifts, things that we have, whether it be money, we can ask ourselves the same question that the Lord would have asked these servants when he got home later on. We'll, we'll get to the conclusion of it later on in the episode here. What did you do with the talent or the time that I gave you? The past 
is gone. The future is unknown. And the time that ticks on right now is a gift. And that's why they call it the present. So the first thing that we see is time is a gift. Time is a gift. The second thing I want us to notice is time is priceless. Time is priceless. Music artist NF wrote something pretty profound in his song called Lost in the Moment when he said, Yeah, they told us that time flies. Didn't know what it means. Now I feel like we're just running around trying to catch it, hoping to cut off its wings. NF noticed and realized that as he got older, he's a little bit older than I am, he looked around at his life and realized that, man, time isn't as easily easily used as we thought it was as a kid. We used to make dreams and set goals as a kid. We used to dream about the future and think, yeah, someday I'm going to be a firefighter. Someday I'm going to be a police officer. Someday I'm going to be a music artist. So fill in the blank. Whatever your dreams are or were, you thought about the things that you would do. But as you grew older, you realized those things just don't fall into place as easy as you thought they might as a child. At least a lot of us look around and realize that. Time is priceless. And when we were a kid, we used to think everything took too long. Now it just seems like we're trying to run around and catch it. Why? Well, because it's, it's priceless. I'm kind of a numbers guy and a statistics nerd, so here is some reflection of how nerdy I have been uh, recently when considering what it means to redeem the time. And one of the areas that I want to focus on is time management time management because it shouldn't be something that we neglect sometimes people talk about the use of our time and then say and then throw out any and all practical ways that we can use our time better because uh, that's overthinking it or whatever they they go into talking about i've heard some people try to diss on using time management to redeem the time or to use our time more adequately but I'm, i'm kind of a numbers guy so i started juggling some numbers around my time with god was being cut short And so instead of sleeping 10 or maybe even 11 hours at night, I am now trying to bring it back to 7 or 8 hours of sleep per night, 5 days a week, which adds about 3 more hours of awake time a day. Follow me now, it's going to get a little thick. So 3 hours awake time extra per day on average. 15 more hours are added a week of being awake, of my eyes being actively open. 60 hours can be added a month, and about 720 hours can be added per year of awake time, which is right at about 30 24-hour periods. I don't know how long you sleep, or if I'm just sounding crazy by telling you that I used to sleep about 10 or 11 hours uh, a night, but adding an extra, or cutting back sleep by two hours can add practically, uh, approximately between 20 and 30 24-hour periods. Cutting my sleep back and choosing to get up a little earlier, five days a week, has the potential to give me almost 30 more days worth of time to use awake. And statistically speaking, I won't be hurting my body over that. Here's, I'm not saying go and bleed yourself dry of the sleep that you need to survive and the sleep that you need to actively and to adequately work out your day. But sometimes we take advantage of things like sleep. Sometimes I still today uh, overindulge in the gift of sleep. And after I start overindulging, understand that it is wasting the time that we are given. And each day there are 24 hours, 1,440 minutes, and 86,400 seconds. And every one of them is a precious gift from God. Time is something we feel we never have enough of. 
yet we give it away so easily. Someone once said, time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. Once you've lost it, you'll never get it back. Someone once observed that a wasted life is really nothing more than a collection of wasted days. And a collection of wasted days is nothing more than a collection of wasted hours. And that is nothing more than a collection than wasted minutes and seconds. Every moment is precious and every moment is a gift. So the first thing we see is uh, time is a gift. The second thing we see is time is priceless as we just discussed. And then the third thing we need to understand and remember as we live, time will end. Time will end. Life is a vapor. The reason why we are called to make the most of our time is because we are limited. Some have 60 more years and some in this world have 60 more seconds. We all have an appointment where we will cross from this life into the next. And as believers, we are going to be questioned someday before Christ of what we did with our time that he gave us. Well, what happened to those three servants? We kind of talked a little bit about it at the beginning of all this. Those three servants were given talents. One was given five talents. The other one was given two talents. And the, the final servant was given one talent. The man who had five talents, the Bible goes on to t- say, went and doubled the amount that he was given. So he took five. And if you do some simple math, you come to, uh, oh, you got it. Ten talents. <laughs> so when the Lord showed back up, this first servant brought ten talents or ten or two times the amount that he was given and laid it before his master's feet. His master looked at him and said, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will make you ruler over many. This is a parable, so this is likened to Christ and his and his uh, admonition and reaction to the church and how, we, how when we stand before him someday, what his words will be to us if we are faithful with the time that he gives us. That second servant, takes and does the same. He only had two talents, but he doubled it. And he laid four talents. Yeah, good math. There you go. (laughs) He laid four talents before the master's feet. And the master looked at him and told him the same words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over few or a little bit. I will make you ruler over many. That third servant comes to the master and says, Master, Uh, I know you're pretty picky. I know you've got some rules laid out. I know what you expect of us. And I just didn't want to screw some things up. I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit. But he looked at his master and said said something like that. And, And his master looks at him and asks, well, what did you do with what I gave you? And he looks at him and says, master, I, I actually went and I took the talent that you gave me and I buried it just to keep it safe. I didn't want anything to happen to it. So I buried it. I didn't do anything with it. I buried it. And so here's it back. You can have it back. And the Lord of that servant looked at him and said, You wicked and foolish servant. Why didn't you at least put this talent or this amount of money to the usury? Or I believe it was uh, essentially the banking system of that day. Why didn't you take it to the bank so that it could earn interest? At least. Come on. You knew what kind of things I expected of you. You know uh, what you're supposed to be doing as my servant. But you, you didn't even do that. You were afraid, and so you didn't do anything with what I gave you. And there was consequences for that servant. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 4, verse 34 through 35, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. 
Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Do we have that same desire and focus, the desire to to be active in our faith? Because like we see in those the life of those servants in that parable, two of them had that desire. And even though one may not have had as much as the next guy, just as we don't have as much Or maybe we have more than some of the people around us and people look up to us and we're a leader in ministry and we have things going that maybe some other people don't. That doesn't change that we each are given talents, time, and treasure to use for the kingdom. And what we did with that will truly matter in the end, no matter how much we were given, no matter how much we were, no matter how much the Lord issued to us in our life. Because as we see in the, the parable of the servants, both servants, both of the wise servants had the same reply when they got to uh, to the master, when the master came home. And it was, well done, that good and faithful servant. So understand that it's not about how much you are given to use. It is about what you do with what you were given to use. And in this context, we we have time and we were given it to to do something with it. I can't tell you what exactly that is, you know, between you and God, what God has given you to, to chase and to desire and to, to use in this life. Do we have this same desire and focus? If so, our time, our effort, and our energy will bring great blessing, benefit, and reward. Let's pre- pretend that your banker phones you late last Friday and said he had some very good news. He told you that an anonymous donor who loves you very much has decided to deposit 86,400 pennies into your account each morning, starting the following Monday morning. That's $864 a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. He adds, but there's one stipulation. You must spend it all that same day. Spend all $864 or all 86,400 pennies that same day. Each evening, the bank must cancel whatever sum you failed to to use. And with a smile on your face, you thank your banker and hang up. Over that weekend, you have time to plan. You grab a pencil. You start figuring $864 times 7 equals over $6,000 a week. Times 52, that's almost $315,000. I mean, talk about a salary. (laughs) A year that you have available, if you're diligent, to spend it all each day. Remember, whatever you don't spend is forfeited. So much for let's pretend. Let's play the game Get Serious. Every morning, someone who loves you very much deposits into your bank of time 86,400 seconds which represents 1,440 minutes, which of course equals 24 hours each day. Now you've got to remember the same stipulation applies because God gives you this amount of time for you to use each day. Nothing is ever carried over on credit to the next day. There is no such thing as a 26-hour day, though some of us wish there were. From today's dawn until tomorrow's dawn, you have a precisely determined amount of time. And as someone very wise once put it, life is like a coin. You can spend it any way you want to, but you can never spend it again. When you put that coin in that machine of life, when you put 
the, the time that you've been given into the processes in your day, whether that be wasting it and sleeping through everything or, or slacking and not living and doing everything as wholeheartedly as unto the Lord, when you put that time into that place, you can never get it back. There's no refunds on time. There's no credit on time. So I want to challenge you, dear listener. Today's bold challenge is for me, from me to you is, is ask yourself right now, Think and consider as we wrap this up, what am I doing with the time, the talent, the treasure, the abilities, the, the stuff that God has given me to use for the kingdom? Am I using it for the kingdom? Am I striving to do everything uh, with purpose and intent? And if not, why not? And if not, don't sit there and wallow in the past regret. There's a reason why the uh, windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. We were called to move forward and not to dwell in the past and not to live in the past. And I believe I, I spoke uh, something similar to that this last week on, on, on the episode. But it just comes to mind when considering the idea that we should not live in the past. We should not live in things that we wish we, we didn't do but rather learn from those things and move forward to redeem the time that we have today. I want to thank you again for joining me for today's episode of the Bold Believer Podcast. I appreciate the time that you put into it, and I hope that that it was of value to you and that maybe you found some encouragement or inspiration or what you needed in today's episode. I'm Josh Snyder, your host, and once again, as always, if you haven't uh, shared the podcast and you found some help in it, please consider sharing it. I want to challenge you, if you haven't done so already, please hop on whatever platform that you get your podcasts from and leave a nice review for the Bold Believer podcast. It helps immensely to get this thing pushed forward because the algorithms and stuff like that start seeing that people actually like what they hear and they will uh, start giving us more people to to platform in front of, I, I guess if that's one way to put it. But if you haven't done so to leave a review or follow the podcast or share it with a friend, please consider doing so. It would help us greatly, and we'd be much appreciated of it. Come back next week for another episode of the Bold Believer Podcast. And until then, follow God wholeheartedly. Chase His will. Be in that will. Walk in Him and be a bold believer. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Be sure to give us a rating and follow us for more Christ-centered content as we learn and grow together wherever you get your podcasts. Now, go out and be a bold believer.